What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. From KPFA Radio and the Pacifica Network, I'm your host, Cat Brooks. Now, it is election time, and while Santa Clara Sheriff Lori Smith was not running for re-election, she and her tenure are front and center in conversations about who her successor will be. Smith was the first woman sheriff elected in the state of California almost 50 years ago, and she may likely have served a few more years had it not been for the reveal that she had engaged in several schemes, including, but not limited to, pay-to-play for concealed carry permits and evasion of gift reporting laws. She resigned this week with a one-sentence email to the Board of Supervisors, some say as a ploy to shut down her trial procedure. Proceedings. We're joined this morning by Jose Valle, community organizer from Silicon Valley Debug, who focuses his work on the human rights of prisoners. Silicon Valley Debug is a community organizing, advocacy, and multimedia storytelling organization based out of San Jose. Good morning, Jose. Yes, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Um, Jose, well, let's jump right in. Sheriff departments across the country are notoriously some of the most violent law enforcement agencies in the nation. Is Santa Clara County any different? No, Santa Clara County has uh, definitely had uh, a number of issues. I think that what's been said is that the conditions uh, have been known to be worse than Pelican Bay in uh, CDCR. And just until recently with uh, the staff sh- shortage crisis, as well as uh, COVID and many different things that are going on right now, uh, unfortunately, the violence has even went even more up. And it's ever been just because of lack of programming, a lack of staff. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's definitely uh, not the safest place to be. If you had to characterize the tenure of Lori Smith, how would you describe her reign over the last almost fifty years? Well, I think for um, you know, I, I think for us at Debug, it's not so much about. Uh, if uh, Lori Smith was there or she wasn't there, there's definitely a, a big problem with the the culture of Santa Clara County sheriffs and, and, and in the jails. If that will ever dissipate, I think is the actual real question, because I think we've always seen that as a systemic issue. You know, it's uh, um, I know that there's a big race right now. And the way we're looking at the race is like, you know, I think uh, maybe folks in the law enforcement field or, yeah, even in the Board of Supervisors, uh, they're looking at this race and they're looking at Lori Smith no longer being the sheriff as, as a sort of fix to all the problems. And I think it's a great metaphor to the to the, the same exact thing that's going on with the new jail. And uh, they feel sometimes, uh, you know, with the new jail, well, all these problems are going to be gone. But the problem was never about the sheriff and the problem was never about a new jail or even the current jail. It's the culture. Yeah, so I mean, this this show doesn't think a new sheriff is going to change anything. I'm an unapologetic yeah. abolitionist. Uh, I, I I do, however, think that uh, Lori Smith impacted the culture. I do think that we need to hold her personally accountable for the murders that have happened inside of the jail. And as as someone who actually supports legal gun ownership, I have some concerns about some of her charges, which included pay to play for concealed carry permits in a part of California that has a little bit of a cowboy mentality. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think we all have those uh, same concerns, (laughs) for sure. Mm -hmm. This is a civil trial, though, and and not a criminal one, which means that no matter what happens uh, with her trial, she maintains her pension. Do you have any idea what that's going to cost Santa Clara taxpayers over the next 20 years or so? Wow, I mean, it's uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but uh, my assumption is that she's going to be pretty comfortable. I don't 
I don't think that should be going on. I think that uh, I know the board of supervisors, they themselves have questioned this. They don't seem to be too happy with her. And that's why I think that, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's easy to, to just go ahead and point the fingers at one initial person, but there's a whole body of people. And I think I would like to see more than just the sheriff held accountable, but the entire sheriff department, uh, uh, the district attorney uh, as well. Um, you know, the, the whole system right now is, it, it is just not working, you know, um, and, and I think we've seen that during COVID. We've seen that through the hunger strikes over the years. We've seen that with the consent decrees that have happened. Um, this thing is larger than just a Lori Smith. And my concern is that a lot of times, even with the culture that is so bad as it is, you know, you have uh, maybe someone like uh, uh, Lori Smith that's, uh, you know, moving on with her life. And, you know, now you have uh, a couple other sheriffs that are running in. But now you have, uh, you know, individuals that have, you know, have been trained and share that same mentality and culture, um, you know, and what, what what is really going to change for the better? Unless we come up with some real revolutionary ideas on how to, uh, change the culture and how we treat people that have been charged, not convicted, have been charged, innocent until proven guilty with whatever charges they may have, pre-trial, um, and figure out new ways how to, you know, depopulate. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, we, we only have 30 seconds. I will just throw out there that if if Robert Bob Johnson, who is one of the folks running who comes from L.A. County Sheriff's Department, is elected, I've got some deep concern for Santa Clara County, considering that's one of the most corrupt sheriff's departments in the nation that's been played with gangs right. and custody murders and, and so much more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, we definitely have the same concerns. I don't I don't I don't think I've heard or seen anything significantly like uh, different or better uh, out of the candidates. I'm sure they mean well and maybe they don't. Uh, but for sure, I think we're looking forward to holding the, the entire system accountable uh, and create something new, you know, where the jails don't have to be as filled as they are. You know, I mean, we would rather them just be, you know, population at zero. But Right now, we're almost at 3,000. You know, I, there's been mass recommendations to have it under 2,000 from the from public health, from uh, prison law office. So whatever we could do to, to depopulate, I think that would be better because we, we sure can't count on any candidate, you know, that's running for sheriff. I couldn't agree more. Jose Valle, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We've been speaking to Jose Valle, community organizer with Silicon Valley Debug, who focuses his work on the human rights of prisoners. Silicon Valley Debug is a community organizing advocacy and multimedia storytelling organization based out of San Jose. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Raskin of Fort Knox 5. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam. <laughs>